Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I want to collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Welcome to Fat Mascara, I've got to say. Oh, first of all, hey, what's up? I'm Jess. I'm Jen. Hi. Hi. I feel like it's like a different show. So like it's it's like the Fat Mascara Thursday edition. Thursdays. It's nice to see and hear or connect with you guys again. Um, nice to see you for this two times in a week. I'm just getting used to this. This is the interview only show. Yes. 
I mean, we're still here, clearly, because we're introducing the whole thing. Yes, but it's going to be real short. Okay, we're going to get right to the main event. We have a big, fat interview today, and I am so excited about this guest. He is Max Drew Elliott, guys. He is the SVP, the Global Creative Director of MAC Cosmetics. When he was announced earlier this year, oh boy, we was on my short list of people to have on the show. Drew leads all of the strategy, the conceptualization and execution for all things MAC Cosmetics. Are you reading something right now? I feel like you're cheating. You don't think I just have that, like, stashed in my head? It's so good. Keep going. Keep going. I'm loving it. Um, I do have... I literally was just sitting back here being like, this is an amazing introduction. Oh, okay. I mean, I do have this really amazing fancy pants bio that the Mac team sent me. (laughs) It is highly impressive. But I do want to let you know that before Mac, before Drew was at Mac, he was actually the big cheese at Paper Magazine. And if you don't know what Paper Magazine is, surely, well, A, go look it up because it's highly influential. But you have seen the most famous cover of Paper Magazine, which was Kim Kardashian with the champagne flute on the tushy. Okay. <laughs> it was the hashtag break the internet cover. And it was, um, it's a really iconic image that was um, influenced by another iconic image. And it was just super artistic and um, very iconic. Can I say iconic again? God, it is late in the day, guys. I'm, Should I'm we drink every time you say iconic? It was really, I, 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 <laughs> you know when people over, didn't I say this earlier this week? I'm like, when somebody overuses oh, a word. last week it was It was dense. dense. You said a bunch and of now, times. And now I feel like one of those people who just like gets excited about the word iconic and like everything no. from their lipstick to their car keys is like iconic. I love it. I know you're really excited about this guest. I really I do love him and I really believe that Drew is iconic. So. Um, Absolutely. It's a, it's a great interview. And just so you guys know, this is our new format for Thursdays, the interview, but we're still going to have a raise a wand at the end. So stick with us through the whole interview. I think you'll love it. Pop culture genius, Drew Elliott coming up. <laughs> Let's do it. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey Love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be Honey Love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honeylove's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honeylove products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honeylove is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. 
please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honeylove. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X, and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent, and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's Joanna good. Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. That's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just (laughs) going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. Take it away, Jess. We are so, so, so happy to have you on Fat Mascara. I, as soon as it was announced, like your, your big fat announcement at Mac, 
I was like, we have to get him on the show. And Jen and I were so excited. And they told us to hold off. They told us to let you get settled and all of that. And I respect that. I understand. Well, uh, I, have, but I have more to talk about now. I get No, I, I got it. I got it. But I was kind of like, I was a little annoying. I kind of pounced. Okay. Um, but now you're settled. Now you have stuff to talk about. I have to ask you, you know, why, why Mac? Why you know, you came from a different industry. We're going to get to that. But what brought you to MAC Cosmetics? Well, first off, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Ah, um, you're welcome. And I think, um, you know, I've, I've always loved MAC. I have always, you know, I'm a kid from Indiana. I'm not a kid anymore, but I wish I were. Um, but as a kid from Indiana, I always felt like MAC got me. And I've always had, uh, you know, a true love of the brand and I love what it stands for. Um, and I just remember I came to New York and I, one of the first people I met was John Dempsey. And How so, is that one of the first people you met? You got off the bus and then you met John Dempsey, like at Port Authority? What, what I, do you mean? No. Well I, I, well, I was interning at Paper Magazine and uh, we, okay. we, <laughs> we, did an, we did an event with Mac and I remember meeting him and he just seemed larger than life and he like is. so connected. And, and then throughout the years, he just continued to always, he, he was always someone that paid attention to me. And I always mm. thought of him as such like a, you know, like he's like the, the makeup mogul. And so uh, he always, you know, listened to my ideas and wanted to hear like what I thought about things. And I found that like, um, I, I was, I was kind of like, I like fangirled if I'm honest. And so yeah. then when, when, when I found out about this job, it's, you know, I was like, wow, like if you can just imagine as a kid, like a brand that you held at such high, you know, esteem and level and then you think of, you know, you can have the most creative job in beauty and get to help navigate, not just around cosmetics, but also just setting the tone of pop culture through a makeup brand. I thought that that was fascinating. And mm -hmm. I love the globalness of it. Obviously, you know, we're sold around the world. So it really, it really intrigued me. And it felt like something, it felt like a challenge that I needed to ex to do in order to like move to the next level and and try my skills at a, in a new industry that i think that makes perfect sense now you know it it definitely is a challenge you use that word and and that kind of echoed in my mind as you were speaking um you know a lot of people are looking at you to turn mac which is really one of the most fast-paced makeup brands i really don't think anyone can argue with that into a brand that's relevant for the moment. And since you've been hired, like I said, when you know we first got on the phone here, um, on the Zoom here, um, there's been a pandemic. There's been a social revolution, to say the, to say the least, and that is still going on, like outside our windows. Um, how has this affected your strategy. I'm sure when you got to the brand, you had to present probably a huge strategy, which now is, is, is probably, you know, moot. Yeah. Well, it's, it's actually, it's not, I think it's actually moved it forward faster. I have okay. to say. So I, I think, um, you know, obviously we could have never prepared for something like this. And I think we're all, all just, you know, in shock, whether it's, you know, we have family that's impacted or friends or, you know, just, just 
seeing all of our, also our global partners around the world going through this in all different speeds. So it's very confusing, but I think that, you know, what I do when I approach any project is really start at like, what are the bones? Like what made it famous? Like I, I've been a student of pop culture. I actually went to Gallatin School of Individualized Study and learned what makes things famous. That's what my, my I, I studied. And so I really started at the DNA. So like what there's been so many amazing, you know, creative people, both artists as well as amazing creative directors, James Gager and, and you know, some some very fantastic people who have built the Mac brand, John included, of course, at the helm. But I think I, I looked at the DNA, but then what I wanted to bring to it was, I, you know, the art direction is so ingrained in our minds. And mm-hmm. so there, and we're going to nuance it and make that, um, I, I call it nostalgia. So it's like, how do we take those great things, but make them for now? And then, um, but, but my whole thing is how could I leave its digital, you know, fingerprints on the world? And so a lot of that has been, you know, it just increased um, given COVID because we are all, we can only connect with a brand via digital. And so mm-hmm. I, I think that it's actually sped up a lot of my, a lot of my um, kind of ideas, even, to, even the, even the idea of like Viva Glam, right? So Viva Glam is such a, a um, and, and for those listening who don't know what Viva Glam is, Viva Glam um, is, is a foundation um, that is, it's a fund that was, was created um, now 26 years ago and has raised half, half a billion dollars, um, you know, toward HIV AIDS and now, um, you know, women in, in need and, and really an LGBTQIA plus, and, and really it's focused on those who are, are most at risk. And so when, when um, COVID started, we really moved into fast action and actually pivoted and um, took $10 million from the fund and deployed it to frontline workers and supporting those who are really vulnerable. So every single part of the business um, started to be impacted. And we, we started to use the things that were amazing about it to help help um, you know, fix those things, everything all the way to virtual try on, right? So, so people can't try on lipsticks or can't be in stores at this time. Yeah. It's like, how do we bring a digital tool and really bring that to life? So a lot of my dreams and, and, and ambitions and, you know, the big strategy, as you called it, were around digital. And so I, I, I think that it has just escalated that. Got it. Now, what about your vision may surprise people? What were some of the things that when you we're presenting back, you know, when trying to get the job, or do you feel like people were kind of like, oh, wow, you know, you're really taking Mac into a new, a new direction? I think, um, I think a lot of people think that my job is like glamorous or that like I've always kind of done glamorous things, but mm-hmm. I'm really actually a nerd on the inside. And I just, I love data and information. And so even the way I look at pictures um, I look at pictures as as hundreds of pieces of information, and what you put into those pictures or images or the story you tell is filled with ways that you can connect with consumers or find affinity to people, right? So it's like whether it's you're pairing an influencer with, uh, you know, some call to action with an, uh, uh, you know, some wild image that d- is disruptive, or whether you're taking that into how you bring that to life in TikTok or all of those things. 
I look at how we can really attach to the largest audience and make them surprised and delighted and reverse engineer the whole thing. So I think always, uh, you know, it's so many creatives are allergic to testing or trying. It's, it's kind of like this pure vision. And for me, that's not modern because we have to listen to our audiences and understand mm what they want and how they want to be entertained or educated or any of those things. And so I'm really looking to people. I, I am, I'm like so deep in comments. Like I'm, I'm reading, really? Oh, I, I, I'm reading every single comment. Do they keep I, you up at night? Oh, it's, it doesn't keep me up at night. It keeps me interested at night. And so it's like, it's like, uh, you know, when, when someone calls us out for something or when someone congratulates us for something, it's, you know, both of those tensions really, um, you know, create the path forward. So you have to listen to the pain points as much as you have to listen to the praise. Yeah. And so when you started your first day, obviously that was before the pandemic. So that wasn't a challenge just yet. What were the challenges? There's a lot of history. You called it nostalgia, but there must have been some like, okay, we got to fix this one thing or two. What challenged you? Sure. I think, well, I think the the first thing is, um, is remaining true to the brand while changing it. And so I think that that was my first challenge. And it's always my first challenge because I've worked with many big brands who have a very well-known kind of, you know, it's, they have an established DNA. And so I think remaining true to that while also nuancing it for a new customer, I think is, was really important. And then I think that the second challenge was, um, I think that we, there was a, a long way to go from a digital perspective. Um, and, and I think, you know, just, just, kind of like retuning how we thought about things. You know, there's, you know, there was the team that did the visuals, the team that did the digital, the team that, you know, so it's, it was kind of in that way. And I want, I, I have kind of like smushed everyone together and like listen to what they love to do or listen to their talent or what has inspired them in, in some way, what do they do outside of the office and just kind of like smush all those things together because that's what our experiences are like now specifically in digital is is finding someone's unique talent and what makes them remarkable and then having them do that at scale like that's what I I want to do so another part of it is is just meeting the huge teams you know it's it's a it's, how, how huge are we it's, talking? It's a big brand. There are a lot of us. So it's, uh, you know, meeting both the people in New York and then, you know, and, you know, getting everyone's names right and all that type of thing. And then, <laughs> and then also all of our global, um, you know, amazing talent that we have and then all the artists and then all of those people and just, you know, really trying to understand how I could, um, you know, just bring out the best in all of those folks was, was I mean, so that's creative. Like how many direct reports do you have? I mean, if you include in like store employees and everything, there's must be like oh hundreds God. of thousands a, of Mac yeah. employees. No, there's, but, there's many, but I have, I have, but, I have six key leaders on my team. Okay. Okay. I was going to yeah. say that sounds crazy. That's, yeah. That's, Cha- that's more manageable, but I like to, I like to go to people's computers and see what they're doing or give someone like a creative sprint. Or if I see that they're doing something spectacular, what's a creative sprint. So like, for instance, you know, sounds, sounds exhausting. It, well, it, it can be, but it's, I think it's actually inspiring. So when I see that someone like, for instance, um, there's a, a whole group of people who have trained themselves and become amazing at creating Instagram filters. And so um, 
so, you know, kind of like working with that team um, and, and having them, you know, really build out what they're doing and, and making that spectacular is quite fun. And so, you know, um, you know, some folks on my team built some amazing pride filters uh-huh. and just like unaided 12 million people use them. Wow. So it's like, it's like you think of, cool. and they just were like trying things out and testing it out. I'm like, just go and try it and let's give them lots and let's make lots of them. It doesn't matter. It's really cool too that it's not like you had to outsource that. Like these people are already working at Estee Lauder companies and at Mac to like do this. Like, oh, you want a new filter? Go next door to Tom and he'll make one. Yeah, exactly. You know? And I, you know, it's and they have or Mary or whoever you know. Yeah, or <laughs> Kelly or Belinda or Jordan. Yeah, but it's okay. Like, that's what their names yeah, are. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. So it's like they're making these incredible things and they're self-taught. They watch you know YouTube tutorials and they they train themselves and the platform's always changing and they just keep going. So I love yeah. that. Change is coming fast and furious. So another challenge that the beauty industry, our industry is really facing is one of inherent racism. It's everywhere from like marketing products to store practices, employee relations. So I want to ask, what is Mac doing and what are you in your role doing to help fix some of these issues? Yes. And I, I think um, I think it's an it's a very important question. And I think it's it's one that you know, I have always, um, you, you know, I've always been, you know, an, an advocate, you know, not just for diversity, but for also black creative talent um, and and really making sure that that has, has been a focus. And so I think, you know, when 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 all of this happened with the black community and and, you know, I, I really the first thing I did is start talking to my team and start understanding and just getting their perspective and and listening. I think that that's the first thing, you know, and just taking up zero space and just trying to just listen to what people had to say. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it is, it was painful and it was, I, I, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot about how I needed to, to change. And I think um, how I needed to, to make sure that we have, you know, cause, cause the black consumer has always been a very important consumer for Mac forever. And so I think, you know, making sure that we, we reflected that in our talent and um, in, in all of the creative that we were making. And so I was really proud of the team and they, they created, um, you know, under Ukonwa Ojo, who is our, the head of marketing um, and a whole, a whole group of amazing people, Diedrich and Ashley, they, they really created, uh, you know, a really very clear response and a responsibility. And it was in steps that we could easily understand. So it's everything from, you know, speaking up and, and donating. And so, you know, really putting money towards that with, and also our company, um, you know, did a a 500% match for employees to um, select organizations. And then also just things like making sure our team reflects our community. So making sure that we are, um, you know, recruiting black talent and that we are really putting that that effort at the front and advancing black leaders. And that's really important. So in just mm-hmm. looking at our teams and also educating our artists and educating our, our employees was really important. Mm-hmm. And then from my perspective um, is making sure that I am including, um, you know, and, and, and really not just including, but championing, not just, you know, 
black and brown talent in front of the camera, but also behind. So it's everyone who's from hair and makeup to sets and all of that type of thing, really making sure that we um, are, are really putting that at the front. And so I think um, I'm really proud of the commitment and I'm proud that it's it's published. So it's published on our Instagram. You can look at it. And um, and and every we meet about it as you know the mark the Mac leadership team, and we really are holding ourselves to a cadence of both reporting to our teams, but also the work that we have to do to make sure that we are living up to those expectations that we've set for ourselves. Yeah, and Okan has been on the podcast actually back when she was yes. at Cover Girl. Just so you know, yeah. um, did she give you any tips? Did she coach you <laughs> beforehand? <laughs> no, I, I came in blind. I was just like, I need to just like do this. <laughs> I understand. Sometimes yeah. it's best like that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I like, but I like what you said too about even though it's published on Instagram, it's internal as well. And I feel like that's the thing with marketing, right? Like that. Right now, everybody wants to see how everything's working behind the scenes, but sometimes that work isn't made public. So it's nice to hear that you guys have been having those discussions internally as well. Of course. And I think, I think you know, inviting, you know, Black creators and then also, you know, bringing them to life on our Instagram channels or also we're starting a program um, to help uh, bring more, you know, uh, Black and Brown photographers and set builders and all of that type of thing and helping making sure that we're we're also you know it's 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 an industry that that is that has not really championed black photographers or black black talent behind the camera so I think we have a, a big opportunity and I, I'm happy to say you know since since the day I started all of our teams have been um, diverse and have included black talent both in front and behind the camera. So, um, and we will continue that, but with more rigor. Yeah. That's great. It's such a, it's an interesting moment in history for cosmetics. Like the makeup business is sort of, besides the racial reckoning that we were just talking about, like there's seismic shifts because of just the way people use makeup. For example, because of the pandemic, you know, we're putting on these masks before we go out. Some people are saying makeup use is going to decline. Um, so I have to ask, what role do you think makeup plays in society today? I think that, well, you know, obviously we've seen, you know, different shifts in our business and different things, obviously, you know, skincare and things like that are, are becoming more and more important. And so that's, of course, something interesting. Um, and I think that we really need to, you know, whether it's, we ha we've been taking, you know, beauty head on in a mask wearing world. So it's like everything from brows to, um, you know, eyeshadows and all the things that we can do kind of like in the upper part of your face. Also, you know, making sure that our formulas are, you know, um, you know, are going to last and all of that type of thing. That's something that we're looking at, too. Or, are people you know, looking for more long wearing formulas. Exactly. So mm -hmm. it's, it's long wearing formulas and also just our, you know, our matte lipsticks, um, which are long wearing. So, you know, the iconic Ruby Woo, our new powder kiss and making sure that those those formulas are, you know, those are 10 hour wears. So it's like and then they'll, they have moisture claims. So making sure that all of that comes together, but we're, that we're, that we're not just uh, having customers and consumers find out for themselves, but rather that we're tell we're putting that story right out, right out front, because it's just another thing like that, that they don't have to worry about. So, Oh my God, are we going to see the return of studio fix? Is everyone going to go back to that studio fix compact? They are, they are. <laughs> studio fixes, studio fixes is our pride and joy. So um, it, is, it was my pride and joy for a long time. 
Bring it back. Come back. (laughs) Nostalgia, guys. Nostalgia. I was was basically, exactly. I was embalmed in Studio Fix for like my entire high school. No, it's it's fabulous. We have we have a new campaign coming out for it, so it's it's um it is a, it is a fan favorite, and also yes. <laughs> it just makes you look gorgeous. So yeah, it's, it's it's the tried and true, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm glad to hear that. I've got to get that powder that powder kiss. I feel like that's right up my alley right now. The powder kiss powder kiss is a true innovation because yeah. I mean matte lipstick that moisturizes at the same time is pretty it's pretty spectacular and also the looks you can achieve with it it's it's and we have we have some new new pieces that are coming out for it which which you'll see but it's it's exciting it's I love that franchise I think it's so I think it's technically amazing and I think from an artistry perspective it gives a whole new look which I think is is spectacular it's a little bit more um powdery blurred which I think is really modern and fresh I love that. And I just think also the name is brilliant. Okay, I have to ask you, as somebody, I mean, you obviously are like a tried and true, like you are somebody who lives for beauty and you grew up with Mac. Um, so uh, to, to say like you're, you came from the outside is not, um, that's an overstatement, but you're not, you didn't come directly from like another beauty brand. Right. You bring a different perspective. I'm curious, are there any like, you know, areas that you feel in the beauty industry need to change you're seeing the beauty industry with really fresh eyes and I'm curious what you feel is outmoded are there any quirks that you're like whoa you know Jen and I have been in this business really our whole careers and I think you know we're just so we're so used to it I'd love to know what you well I mean, you you come at it from an editorial perspective, right? Mm -hmm. That's the same place. Obvious, you know, it's, I was in publishing for 18 years. And so I think when I think about it, it's, it's telling better stories. And so how do you editorialize things? Because everything's a bullet point and in, you know, a claim or a benefit, which are very important. And so it's, how do we nuance that and make them really special and exciting? And I think of the, you know, I, (laughs) I always, you know, talk to our creative team and I'm like, it's like a pull quote, you know, it's like, and, and trying to kind of like describe it in, in publishing ways. Cause it's like a pull quote is so fabulous. And you remember how you used to go through the pages and, and how they would be so beautifully typeset and, and, you know, and so kind of like important and you just remembered them. And so how do we, how do we make benefits and claims more like that? But then also, um, you know, I, I think it's I think it's just telling better stories and also bringing a, an emotional sense into this whole thing. So I think that that's that's something that I also want to to bring is is how do we not just tell um, you know performance stories, but how do we tell stories about how this impacts like how you want to how you want people to perceive you? Because I think that 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 how you build your look and your style. And so much of this is based on style is mm-hmm. it's really important to bring to life and telling that story about whether it's like a bright orange eyeshadow or whether it's just like a no makeup makeup, like what are the things that make you feel your best? Mm-hmm. Now, something uh, Mac was really instrumental in creating is the collaboration. I feel that you guys were doing collaborations before people even knew what collaborations were. Right. You know, you really do. I, I, I want to go as far. I don't have like, I can't fact check this. So like, 
don't at me, but I feel like you guys invented the collaboration. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like Mac, yeah, was, was the creator of the collaboration. Um, and, and, you know, again, I, I, I don't know the exact answer to that question, but I, I mean, it's always been the thing that you've known and seen. I, I mean, obviously back at, back in the day from, um, you know, seeing boy George or, you know, um, you know, all, all the amazing faces, you know, Lady Gaga, Rihanna in Viva Glam, Ariana Grande. So it's like all of those. Yeah, the first Viva Glam you mentioned 26 years ago, like RuPaul, RuPaul. K- Katie Lang, you know, like the first Viva Glam. So, you know, like these were these were the original collabs. But, I mean, how do you feel about, I mean, I, I know you guys are just did the Tayana T- Taylor collab. This is, you know, an, at the end of July, um, this one drops. But how do you feel about collaborations today? I mean, every single brand is doing them. I mean, I think that they're spectacular. I mean, Tayana Taylor is like, for instance, it, it's it's actually launching right now. So I think, you know, to see and I think reading her Instagram made me realize why we do collaboration. So what know, is she, it about her? Well, she she posted, she said, you know, I remember going to the Harlem store and looking in the windows and just dreaming of one day <laughs> being in those windows. And so it's like, People have an affinity towards mm-hmm. toward Mac, and that it is kind of like it's kind of like a, a rite of passage in the world of pop culture and entertainment. Like, did you get a Mac collaboration? And I think what we're always <laughs> what we're always looking to do is, is is make sure that we bring the DNA of the collaborator as well as the DNA of the brand together. So in in Tiana's case, you know, she brought to life. Um, all of her favorite shades from the '90s. So it is Amazing. that in this kind of like lucite, bright neon packaging that really is as bold as her personality. And she's been a friend of Mac for years. So I think bringing that to life, and then you know, I, we we've just we've done so many, and each one of them are more and more spectacular. Is there somebody that's on your wish list? Of course. Are you allowed to say who? Of course not. Damn it. I had to try. I thought maybe you'd be drunk on Diet Coke and I could get you to spill something. Maybe you'd be in quarantine too long. You'd tell yeah. us. No, but um, there there are amazing ones. And I think also, again, we read the comments. It's, it's you know, for instance, Selena. It's like everyone kept asking, bring that back, bring that back. Yes. And it's, here it came but out. Jen loved that one. Oh Jen my was God! Crazy our, about that. Our listeners know I sang Como La Flor when the first one came out, and then everybody's like, "Shut up, Jen! Nobody wants that." No, I love that, and and people, you know, it it just sold out in minutes. It was, you know, it was the I think it was the fastest selling Instagram wow. you know, direct Instagram sell um, ever, and I think it sold out in a minute of of the vault of all of the. That products. was the best one, the Selena part two. Well, it was I. Or- I I, I can't tell you. I, I don't know exactly. So I okay. I, sorry, I, I'm, I'm really pressing you right now because I'm just like yeah. really into these collabs. Yes, but it was it was a it was a runaway success and it, okay. it, it sold out. And so I think that you know looking to looking to kind of like find those things that consumers are just like like fanatic about because it's it's where it's where kind of like love becomes an obsession. And so you figure out how you kind of bring that to life. Very I cool. mean, you're you're very good at breaking the internet, you know. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you credit instead of Kim on that one, but it was I don't you. Know. That it was, was it you. Was, it was a collaboration. There you go. It right? was it was it was a collaboration. So can uh, I ask you a question? Did you know that? Like, okay, did you know that was going to be a, a huge deal? Yeah, that cover. We're talking about the cover of yeah, the, yeah, the cover of paper. Um, yes, I knew I I knew it was going to be a big deal, and I think it's 
you know, we, we had the original creator of the image, Jean-Paul Goud. Um, so he, he created that, uh, you know, with Kim. And I think, and this know, was just for our listeners. It was the Kim with the tushy and the champagne. <laughs> right. So, um, I think that, that was the creative brief, Jess. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> inspired many Halloween costumes and many kind of, uh, people, but I think, you know, I think when you, I think when you do something like that, that, that gets the world stage, I think you just yearn for it again. And I think, you know, I've, I've done wild, I've taken off all of Christina Aguilar's makeup. I've done, amazing. you know, we talked about that on the show. We had like, we gave it a best of 28 we do a best and worst yeah. at the end of the year i forget what year it was but it was it was a best 2018 right sure. i think so. it was uh 20 it was it was 2017 17, i think yeah, 17, yeah. that's right sorry 2017 yeah. do you know oh. i i feel like i'm like totally like kissing butt right now but like i remember where i was <laughs> when i saw both of those covers you do yes i remember i mean this is not hard to like tell you this was like it was at the corner the newsstand on the corner by the Hearst tower so like a shocker yeah. like but i remember being like stopping Whoa. in my tracks that's something that is something you know a print magazine to stop you in your tracks right now is like this is what we fight for but i you know even and i always do a little bit of controversial things so even when when i was designing that you know with with um you know our art director at the time it's like it's we we took off all the cover lines and oh my gosh it was like it was like I had done like the worst deed ever. And everyone's like, it will never sell. It will never. And I was like, no, we're building this for digital. And so people want mm-hmm. to, it like was built like a meme. So it was like, mm-hmm. there was, there was the the title and then the, the kind of like catchphrase, which was the name of the issue and the celebrity name. And then it was like a, just a, a stunning picture. And then all that junk on the sides was taken off. And so people could get it. It was like a movie poster. Oh my God, Jess and I have spent hours on that junk. Don't call it junk. I, I, I we've meetings for hours slaving over those cover no, lines. I, I love cover lines and they, they oh do attract me. But I think from a digital perspective, <laughs> no, it, it never I get works. It. So. Is I that, understand. Is that, what's your favorite part of the job right now? Is it making those question, visual images yeah. that stop people or what, you know, what are you, what are you loving about the Mac job so far? I love the learning if I'm honest. So I love to see how different, I love to watch trends in different parts of the world. I think that that's the most intriguing piece because, you know, whether it's a, a Mac hack as we call it. So how people are using different products in different ways um, or it's, it, you know, it's like in, in China using an eyeshadow as a contour. And so it's, it's, you know, and really kind of like looking at all of these different ways, um, people use products or how they want to, you know, punk a product or how they want to, to, you know, transform themselves and how things become, you know, phenomenons overnight. It really is at that speed because the internet can just, you know, fuel something enormous, you know, you, like you saw, um, with Selena, or like you saw, you know, when we 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 gave the donation um, during COVID nineteen, it's like people just like get very kind of they they come in a mass, and I think finding those ways to to just delight people or engage them in the way that they want, I think that's that's kind of like the fun part. Fun part is, yeah. and it's it, when you link the whole world together and they all get behind like a trend or something exciting, you can, you can really impact those things. And 
looking at what we do at Fashion Week and how that translates into amazing things that people then interpret into their everyday lifestyle. I think, you know, we do 80 fashion shows and out of that comes a lot of inspiration. So where where else do you get inspiration besides like looking at beauty content and like, you know, fashion shows and the Mac hacks? Are you, do you ever look backward? I mean, you're a pop culture junkie or do you ever look at, you know, obviously you're looking at music and your movies and like you are a, a pop culture junkie. Where, what else do you absorb? The, I think the first place that I look and that I have a big collection of is books because I think what people forget about books is that they're images that have not made it to the internet. So there's so many pictures that people haven't already seen. So when you when you start like thinking about like inspiration or like building a mood board, whatever it is, it's like if you if you look at the internet, everything's already been seen, right? Yeah. So it's it's already been it's already been Googled, it's already been seen. And so I think when you go back into old books and books that are, you know, you you've collected or found or, you know, from a thrift shop or whatever that is, they contain all of this amazing information and all of these amazing ideas that have never been re-unearthed because they haven't been scanned or they haven't been been taken care of in the same way that some other images have. So I, I love to look at at books and I also love to look at um, industries that are outside of our own. Um, so, you know, whether it's, it's food or whether it's, it's, you know, there's so many different worlds that, um, you know, that are adjacent to me in my way of thinking, but might not be a place to look at whether it's so, you know, the entertainment world, it's like, how, how do we, how do you, you know, build ideas that are equivalent to an entertainment brand or how do you, so it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of looking outside of beauty images. I think the beauty images are the last place that I start. What's the book that you, that you go back to a lot? Oh, the book that I go back to, um, nonstop is actually, uh, it doesn't have a single picture in it, but it's, um, Dick Hebdige subculture and the meaning of style is how I, I've built all my ideas, which is really, he takes, he takes the idea of punk and he kind of, he kind of breaks it down of what was happening culturally, what was happening in the zeitgeist, what was happening in fashion and art, and brings it all together to help us understand where the punk movement came from. And so, you know, even in looking at what's happened with COVID or looking at, you know, what's happening with the Black community, it's like all those things are going to have a tr- profound impact on the on the the cultural um, images and the the books we read and the movies we watch. So all of it's going mm. to be part of it. And the, the, those, those things coming in combination are even more potent. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to read that. It's on my list now. Um, okay. Let's talk about products a little bit personal. Let's get personal. You ready? What are some of the beauty and grooming products that you use? And you're not allowed to say all Mac because we're not going to believe it if you do. Okay. <laughs> um, what are some things that I use? We could talk about your hair, which is gorgeous in the quarantine. So I don't know what's going yeah, on there. That color is thank like you so fresh. Much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, what are products that I use? Um, I, I live by the studio fix perfecting stick, um, which is genius and it can cover like, so I have vitiligo. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, that's like uh, where you get kind of color pigmentation. So my body thinks it's allergic to its pigment, right? So mm-hmm. I get kind of like, 
white spots around my eyes and around my mouth and on my hands. And so um, I usually don't cover it up, but when I feel like it needs a little coverage, I can use that. And it's kind of like, like super, super quick. And I love that. Um, I love, let's see. Um, I love our essential oil, which is fantastic. And I love our prep and prime lip, which are, are my favorite products uh, oh, for me one. personally. And I have lived in Lalabo my whole life. So I, Santal, um, I've worn since uh, it was just a little tiny store on Elizabeth Street. I found it and I've of worn it. Of course you did. Like for forever. And and now everyone wears it. So I mix it up a little. So I. Did I, you did you love that video with the guy? Do, I am wearing Santa Lilabo. I was stuck in my head for like three weeks. You know what I'm Jen, talking about. Jen, you have to put that on the blog. I'll people put a, might not know what you're saying. And I need everyone to, to be in on the joke. It's I, so funny. I think what's funny about is is like it really makes you, it really shows you that it's like has had such a big impact on culture. So I love things like memes about how popular and famous something is because it's, you know, it's something to laugh at. Do I still love, I still love the scent just, you know, just the same. And I, I love that it's, I love that it's popular. Now people, people used to say, wow, what is that? And now they oh say, God. oh, are you wearing Lalabo? And so mm -hmm. it's, it's, I love how people just say Lalabo and they know which one you're talking about. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like they have so many other fragrances. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's spectacular. Um, okay. And before we're going to do this like quickie round at the end of our interview, before we do that, I have to ask about candles. Are you into home fragrance at all? It's a, it's like a passion of Jess and ours. Um, I'm super into home fragrances. Um, I think uh, I love a bed spray, actually, mm. if I'm honest. Because it's like sometimes you're just a little down and you, you need a little like you need a little bed spray. It's been a and, long day at work and you need to like clear yeah, the palate. Yeah. And, so, and, you know, when you're traveling with friends, I think a little poo-poo spray is important, too. <laughs> Which oh, one do you like? Um, I like... Um, I like the Diptyque Bays. It's it seems to have the greatest coverage for <laughs> for the job job that's needed. Bless bless you for keeping it real, keeping it real I, on the old FM. I, I well, I you know I I feel like we're I feel like we're, we're pals enough. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Got to keep that bay in the in the old travel bag in the old overnighter. Okay, it's, it's I, true. It I think Diptyque just sold a couple of more uh, uh, <laughs> sprays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is a healthy endorsement. Okay, it's it's got good coverage. Okay, so we always ask everyone five questions that we think just get to the heart of the matter. It's nothing uh, too deep. Ready? Okay. Who is the celebrity you just know you'd be best friends with? Um. Oh my goodness. Could be, could be living, could be um, a legendary celebrity Oprah. from the past. Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> Have you ever met her? I did. I went to one of the final tapings of her show, and um, she, she, she and I chatted, and I was like, I, she, we should be best I, friends. I, yeah, her and also I have to say Martha Stewart. I've, I've worked with Martha Stewart, and she's the funniest person I've ever met. So I think it's. I, one of those, I guess it's like strong, powerful women, I guess, is, is are my best friends. I love it. What is your most favorite indulgent snack? Please be specific. Peanut M&Ms for sure. But like en masse. I was just, <laughs> do you know, I was just about to say they don't put enough in the bag. Oh, they they used to put more. 
When you buy the- He wants like the fridge pack or whatever. Did you put the sharing pack? Do you get the sharing pack? No, I don't get the sharing pack. I get the party pack, which is <laughs> 3X the sharing pack. So, and let me, and on my desk and in like at my home, I always have, have uh, my M&Ms ready. Okay. Smart man. Smart man. Okay. What's the song that pumps you up? Um, Circus by Britney Spears. <laughs> Funny story. I, I was on a television show and I, um, every time before I would go and do the judging, pa- so I was on America's Next Top Model. Yes. And so every time I would go before judging panel and before I would like go see Tyra, I would play circus twice. <laughs> and so I would like, like the makeup artist was doing my face. and I'd be like, I have to have a pause to do two performances of circus. And it just gets me ready. But you weren't nervous to be on the show and see Tyra, right? No, you just but, thinking, but you have you, to. I mean, bring her, the energy. Her energy is like it's it's like unbelievable as a human being. So it's like you have to get to her level, and so that takes me to Britney Spears' performances to get there. <laughs> All right, that's hilarious. That's amazing. Okay, and then on fat mascara, we always raise a wand to a product. Uh, a TV show, whatever, whatever we're feeling that moment. What do you want to raise a wand to? What are you obsessed with right now? I feel like I'm Tyra. I'm like, what are you obsessed with? Right what now? are you obsessed with now? <laughs> um, <laughs> we were rooting for you. We um, were all. <laughs> I think the thing that I am obsessed with right now, I'm going to say a Mac product because that's the world that do I'm it. living in um, at the current moment. Um, but I would have to say um it's probably powder kiss because i I believe and um there's just i uh, you're gonna love what's coming that's all i can say i'm I'm gonna call that a scoop i'm very something we got the coming we got the fat mascara i feel like it might be powdery i don't know we'll see i'm excited i need something to liven this face up on all these like zooms it's cute. I'm really excited. Thank okay, you we'll so keep much. A look out. This was great. Thank you. How was that? How was that? Just the interview? I mean, I really enjoy the interview. And I have to say, I'm totally re-inspired about Mac. I mean, I always loved Mac, but Mac, it's like, it's always there. It's always looming. It's part of the looming sounded like negative. It's always just like part of the beauty landscape, but now it's at the forefront of my mind. Yeah, exactly. I'm liking letting, we don't have to edit the interviews as much. We can get all the good stuff all the good into the episode. I hope you guys like this. I'm sure if you don't, you will email us and DM us and tell us. As always, info at fatmascara.com. I also, just like really quick, I think that he was really funny with his diptyque poo-poo spray thing. I think I'm never, I'm never <laughs> going to look at a diptyque room spray ever again. I love Baze. Baze is my candle. And I don't know if I want to think about that when I light it next time. But anyway, what are you raising a wand to Jessica Matlin? Okay, um, tonight is a big night for me because I am watching the final episode um, saved on my DVR of... USA is Dirty John. I love Dirty John second season. It is the Betty Broderick story. Um, I've mentioned the show in passing on on our Fat Mascara podcast before. It is campy. It is dark. It is sad. It is a true story. It's a true crime story. 
of the Betty Broderick murders, which I was unaware of. P.S. I do have a weird feeling about watching true crime sometimes because hmm. um, I feel like it is a true. Well, I feel like it's a true story of somebody's tragedy, and I feel oh, you feel uncomfortable little. about um, being entertained by anything like that. But yeah, I want to just put that as as a disclaimer. Um, Amanda Peet and Christian Slater are two amazing actors, and they do such a great retelling of this story of two very um like it's it's like a it's a story of a of a divorce gone bad and i just will say somebody dies but it's got like all of the makings of um just like a a, like a dramatic i know about i know about this plot twist because eric was editing a story about christian slater (gasps) i wanted to ask you yeah yeah, there's an amazing article about christian slater in esquire magazine i ate up every bit yeah so basically someone dies but it's got like all of the fixings of like a hollywood kind of story they're very wealthy very good looking couple and love goes bad and it's it's Uh, a great so we're raising a wand to that to the show, yes. So tell me the name again. It's called Dirty John, season two. Dirty John. The Betty Broderick story. And P.S., 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 guys, it strikes a nerve with a lot of women, a lot of of divorcees really sided with Betty Broderick. Okay, I'm just going to like spoil a little bit. Oh, in the real life when the real crime happens? Yes, and and this woman is still in prison. Don't don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Okay, no, no spoils. No spoils. No spoils. It's a very very emotional story. It's a very emotional human story. Okay, well, enjoy that. Yeah, you can DM me if you want to talk about it. While you're watching that, I will be using my razor wand pick, which is 1% hydrocortisone cream oh not the 12 percent that i recommended to everyone that doesn't actually exist <laughs> i think you said 10 percent, oh, okay. but clearly we have a lot of rns that listen to our show it was like i love that it was all that they all dm'd like right away they were like that's not available it's one percent yes over the counter in the united states one percent hydrocortisone cream is great for like i actually put it on pimples sometimes because it's a steroid basically however after my freaking mosquito attack which i've counted did i tell you how many i counted it was four, more than 43 was it 48 No. So I've still been putting this on every night. It is the only thing that's been helping. I tried calamine lotion. I tried everything else. I feel like we should just get hydrocortisone steroid cream to be our new sponsor on the show. Raise a wand to that. And I know I'm not the only one in the Northern Hemisphere with bug bites right now. So I'll just say that. Are they getting better? Are they feeling better? They're less itchy, but I think I'm going to have post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. I, like, you know, like so when, when you get a pimple. Yeah. I think because it's like I'm a melanin-y skin tone. And just like anytime a little mark happens, it's like yeah. it's going to be there. Yeah. But um, anyway, raise the wand to that. I think I might watch that show tonight, too. It's really good. Start from the beginning. You can't dip in. You got to start from the beginning. But Christian Slater and Amanda Pitt are just phenomenal. Okay. And so now you get a break from us, but we'll see you next Tuesday, guys. See you later. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.